Gotta stash, gotta stash, gotta stash away. Stash what? Stash away. I'm doing the stash away challenge to begin investing. Stash away for retirement, for my kids' education. Sounds like I need to stash away for my first home. You can stash away for any life goal. Just visit stashaway.my or download the Stash Away app to invest part of your salary or direct debit for long-term investment. That's the Stash Away challenge. Stash Away is licensed by the Securities Commission Malaysia. This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Joyce and Sharitz here with you. This is the Morning Run on BFM 89.9. Now, let's take a look at the local headlines. The government wants to acquire four toll roads from Gamuda Berhad. And as a result, we saw Gamuda stock took a dive yesterday at the KLCI. Uh, we spoke about uh, the, gov- the government's plans to acquire four toll roads yesterday as they started talks with Gamuda to negotiate the acquisition. So the highways are LDP, you have Sprint, Kasas and the Smart Tunnel. So yes, uh, the plan is that um, they, there's going to be sort of Three, three tier usage uh, where there's going to be a toll free period between 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. and there's going to be a full toll charge during you know and this is mainly to manage congestion and these uh, it will be within a span of six hours during the day and also a discounted rate of uh, 30% for all existing toll charges beyond the congestion time as well as the uh, 11, 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. and uh, this new system is going to be introduced by the federal government if they succeed over the operation of the highway. Yeah, so given that, you know, Charles Gamuda has a majority stake in the four highways, so it's no wonder the stock tumbled yesterday. Looking at this, uh, Gamuda owns about 44% of Lightrack. That in turn owns majority stakes in LDP and Sprint Highways. Gamuda also owns 70% of Kasas and 50% of the Smart Tunnel. So looking at their shares yesterday, it fell 6% to 2 ringgit 86 cents, uh, closing with a market cap of about 7 billion ringgit. Yeah, so uh, Litrack, uh, meanwhile, they fell some about 9% to close about 4 ringgit and 17 cent, closing a market capitalization of 2.2 billion ringgit. Yeah, so uh, one of Gamuda's major shareholders is EPF, which owns about 12%. Well, with all that in mind, we wanted to take a look at how these acquisitions would affect the company. So for more insights, we spoke to Chong Jensen. He is Senior Vice President of Research at Alliance DBS and how the government acquiring these four toll roads would affect Gamuda's bottom line. In terms of the um, bottom line contribution, if you look at the previous financial year, financial 18, it contributed about 20% in terms of its core pre-tax profit. So if we were to assume um, some completion in, um, this, uh, for this financial year, financial 18, the year is July, and a full uh, impact in financial 20, we think it could shave off about 24% of uh, the Gamuda's uh, bottom line. But on the flip side, I would think the balance sheet will improve. Its current net gearing is 0.54 times. And assuming a full sale of the four toll roads, we could see net gearing potentially half. And this is notwithstanding the cash receipts uh, from Splash, which is due uh, quite soon. We also asked Jensen uh, what a fair price for the toll might be. I'll just base it on in terms of what we value it in, in our sum of valuation. So um, we've valued its uh, interest, its effective interest in the four toll roads at about 2.2 billion ringgit, which assumes some discount to the full DCF value. Um, I would think um, anything to the anything in the range of uh, 2.2 billion and upwards would would seem as fair. I understand uh, in terms of the book value of the 
of, of the four toll roads uh, based on its effective stake, it's closer to about a billion ringgit. So I understand that uh, if valuation were to be based on DCF, then I think anything to the north of 2.2 billion would be seen quite fair. We also asked them about Gamuda, what they can do in the meantime to offset the negative impact. I think with issues such as pricing and valuation being highly sensitive, it would be difficult for Gamuda to probably comment on anything too meaningful. Um, but what we understand so far is that the purchase would likely be done on a willing buy and willing seller basis with no expropriation clause uh, to be used and more than likely will be based on DCF valuation. So I suppose um, perhaps a press statement to that effect may allay some investor concerns, but uh, I, su I suppose Gamuda can focus on its core competencies, which is largely construction, the upcoming Penang Transport Master Plan with approvals around the corner. I think Gamuda can gear up for that. Um, so I, yeah, I think that would be um, the, the best solution for, in terms of what it could possibly do to, to offset this negative impact. That was Chong Jensen, Senior Vice President of Research at Alliance DBS. Well, yeah, I guess uh, his comments uh, he's, all boils down to pricing. I think it'll be important. Everybody are, is waiting to find out how much you know the government's willing to pay for this. I think uh, Gamuda has come out. Uh, there's a headline right there asking uh, the government saying that they want a deal to be fair to its shareholders. Yeah, that's right. So I think that's what shocked. Yeah, um, I think that's what shocked the share price yesterday. I guess it's a that's a big question as to how the government is going to price when they do decide to. To, uh, um, to proceed with the acquisition, um, but at the same time, I think Abunda also highlighted that you know this is, you know, this move by the government will impact the sort of perception over investors uh, as to how we deal with our businesses here. Mm. Um, and I think you know one thing it, it's also about discussing whether or not a government, uh, why a government is doing this, right? I mean, if we recall back before the election, 9th of May, a government. Did include in their uh, in their manifesto to abolish toll, and of course the reality is that this is not impossible because it's going to cost a lot of money, mm. right? Uh, so one way is to sort of meet halfway, sort of to manage it over time and see, you know, take it take this in stages. So, uh, yeah. You know, interestingly, uh, Prime Minister Tun Mahathir has said that even if the government abolished toll collection, the people would still be paying for it through the taxes and the national budget. So he said cancelling all the rates would be too expensive. And, you know, he clarified that in order to go through with taking over toll highways, they need to raise money and service the loans that they raise. Yeah, so bottom line is, is that this introduction is not just about toll, it's about managing congestion, right? So if it was even if it was the toll was even free. I mean, if the toll was made free, you know, it's it's just going it's just going to be another road where toll is just going to start piling up cars. And I think the government has also invested quite a lot on the public transportation. It's trying to encourage them to you know utilize that you know as a mode to get from a new mode of trans transport to get from point A to point B. Yeah, so it's indirectly. It seems like they are just semi. Uh, fulfilling their promise because they promised total uh, completely I mean for toll highways to be free of charge but now with congestion charge uh, it's a semi-cap promise uh, but moving forward it'll be interesting to watch what comes up from this you know the whole numbers the, no, the price tag how are they going to manage uh, the shareholders as well when it comes to Gamuda mm. um, yeah what comes up for this so definitely a story that we'll be keeping close tabs on uh, we'll be right back after the 7.30am news so stay tuned this is BFM 89.9 now, moving on to some local news, we have Media Prima. They've seen a new substantial shareholder that's 
Edge Benston, but uh, what do we know of them? And are they a proxy for somebody, Sharitz? Yeah, so it's Edge Benston and the Media Council proposal is to go through. If it were to go through, Media Prima would need to disclose any new political interest in them. We're talking a, we're, sorry, we're talking, we're, we're taking a look at the report from the Malaysian Reserve today and amidst talk of the takeover and restructuring in the media industry, Edge Benston investment partners have emerged as Media Prima's new substantial shareholder over the last few weeks they have acquired about 5% stake in the media prima. Interesting. So a check by Malaysian Reserve showed that uh, H. Benston's portfolio includes 60 to 80 diversified companies across countries, industries and market caps. And they are a financial manager based in London. And it'll be interesting to see who is, I mean, who is behind them or are they the real shareholders yeah. of the new I mean the new substantial shareholders of Media Prima and also the interest on Media Prima especially mm. with uh, the land, media landscape changing um, if just you know a background Media Prima has always been linked you know interlinked with AMNO and Putrajaya but a lot has changed since our election uh, towards the end of last year AMNO still held about 19% stake however there's been talk that uh, they could be selling down the stake especially if it's offered a good deal Interesting. So where did this stake come from, this recent substantial shareholding stake uh, that H. Benston bought about? I mean, um, all eyes will be on this because, you know, the whole media landscape, after what happened in GE14, I think there's been a lot of talk as to, you know, uh, potential M&As, changes in shareholding when it comes to media companies, whether or not, there's also questions, whether or not political parties should hold stakes in media companies. That's right. So I think we spoke uh, a few several days back with uh, Jahaba Sadiq on with regard to ownership of stake uh, of media companies and how political declaration could sort of help uh, mitigate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it's important for uh, media to, you know, for, uh, for the public to know what is your inclination, despite them being objective with facts. However, like it or not, there's always opinions are always skewed towards one side. It depends. Some, some companies don't, but it, it also boils down to the substantial shareholder. The shareholder, how much involved is the That's shareholder? Right. You have shareholders who know not to get involved. They don't get involved with their editorial stance and all that. So, But interestingly, also in line with this whole changing media landscape story, in February, Dato Abdul Aziz Shaikh Fadzir, he's the executive chairman of Utusan, he acquired a 32% in the company and became its new single largest shareholder. Yeah, but he quit the post in December after spending just six months of the job and uh, Utusan said that Aziz bought the stake at 19 cents per share for a total of 6.65 million via his private vehicle Opulence uh, Asia's near Brahat. The price was at a premium of 7.5 cents or 65% based on the stock price at that time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.